Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Yes! Good afternoon, Bushwick and beyond. We are Lost and Rewound here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Bringing it to you every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. My name is Elon, and I'm joined once again by my friend here, Mr. Will Hasty. How you doing, Elon? Good to see you. I'm glad to have you. I'm feeling good. Feeling, yeah. feeling all right. Me too. I have, all right. I have I have a little cold, but I'm feeling I pump myself full of drugs and meds, so I feel like oh my oh. god, I feel amazing. Oh well we'll have to make sure to let everybody know that Mike Four has to be quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. Please, uh cleaning staff, please do keep in mind that the fourth mic must be cleaned. Ooh, wow, I just brought up something terrible. Mm. Mm. Uh, we hope you're uh, in, in enduring the heat out there to the best of your abilities, and mm. that you've got some fun plans for the holiday. What do you have anything fun planned, Hill? Well, I very Hill will Hill will. Well, I very idiotically um, in helping out some people on a project that I am also uh, apparently going to be very apparently going to be acting in, which I'm very excited about. Uh, we scheduled a casting call on Friday and Sunday of oh, Labor Day weekend. Geez. How fucking stupid am I? What? I know. Okay. So I am now I in the process. I would have totally been there if I wasn't out of town myself. Oh, dude. I'm to- Okay, well, look. I'm totally trying to convince these guys not to do it on Labor Day weekend because I called two casting agent friends because we were getting... We had three responses. Put out a casting call on three message boards, and usually you'll get like 50 or 60 in like a day or two. We got three. Well, yeah, it's a so, holiday weekend. Yeah, so these guys are like, "Will you actually capable of what what you said you were?" And I was like, "No, buddy, it's it's Labor Day weekend. I'm sorry. I really think we shouldn't do this." And so I called two agents, and they essentially said the same suggestion. But um, I don't know. I haven't heard from we'll them. See. Yeah, we'll I'm, see what happens. I, I am merely going upstate to visit my folks again. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Second time in a month, but what feels like the first uh, iterations of me visiting in the, the, the calendar year <laughs> it, it feels like that uh, uh my little brother's flying in from memphis um because he just moved and so he'll be um and so they're about you know there's a reason for me to not be in the city i should go out there but i don't know do it do it in the meantime we got a good show for you this week it's oh, gonna yeah. be gonna be a little more stripped down because uh you know no one's around so it's hard to get guests and by golly it's been a while since i've gotten to share some of my own audio and the stuff that you will be hearing today, I uh, do believe it has never been played on the show before. That is a, certainly a good uh, omen, seeing that there's always going to be a plethora of archives to pull from that mm-hmm. have not uh, otherwise made... Danziger's own archives, I should say, that have not made it to Lost Dream Well. Oh, um, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll explain a little bit after... Uh, <laughs> As a lead into the clip. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll explain a little bit of it, in a little bit, I should say. But in the meantime, I want oh, to yeah. remind everybody that you can listen to our show on the go if you want to listen to Lost and Rewound on your mobile device. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone or slash Android, depending on whatever device you have, and download the RFB app. It is so 
friggin' simple, y'all. And I swear. And I gotta say, as somebody who generally looks down on uh, proprietary, like, you know, small apps, holy crap, this one actually works. Yeah. And not only does it actually work, it's actually effective at me getting to see my friend's shows and the shows I love. So yeah. download it. It works. It's good. It's perfect. You go to the App Store or Google Play, and you can have independent community radio at, at your, your fingertips. At your fingertips, exactly. So download the app today and listen to whenever you can. Also, sign up for the newsletter for RFB. It's called Redio Free Brooklyn, R-E-A-D-I-O Free Brooklyn. <laughs> and it's only going to come to your inbox once a month. So if you want to sign up and learn all about all of the ticket giveaways, interviews, special offers on our swag, like a bag that I just got recently, who is dope? Has Very cool swag bag. Swag bag, swag bag. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up for that. And again, it only comes once a month to your inbox because we are dedicated to a spam-free world. Radio Free Brooklyn, as you know, is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization. All our contributions from you are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. So if you want to make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge for this quality community radio Oh, yeah. Quotes on quality for us specifically. <laughs> uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And you can donate as little as a dollar. Every cent will help us continue. Elon, to get the hookers in here yet? Okay. No, God. Okay. I am a man of class. <laughs> Inside the studio. No. Um, <laughs> listen, I mean, we. this is all, uh, you know, we do this for free. Uh, you know, this is labor of love. I've been hosting this show for uh, over two years, and I, I don't get paid a cent for this. I love the fact that I can do this and volunteer my time to give you all what I would hope is entertainment. <laughs> so, And just to put great ideas out there. I mean, guys, we get to express ourselves and actually get to bring data out to the world that in no other context you would ever hear. And yeah. That's the beauty of doing these shows. Yeah. We have a packed, stacked lineup of... Uh, amazing shows on Thursday alone. Uh, and if you agree with that... Not to mention the rest of the week. The rest... Well, of course, the rest of the week. It's Thursdays it's happen to be quite a... a, a, a splendid lineup. is a pretty hardcore lineup. A hot... I just hardcore. I recently did a, a, a fill-in, actually, on Sunday for our friend Colby Smith for Young Persons Radio. My friend Molly Densmore came on, and we had a fun hour of live Sunday morning radio and got even a few call-ins. Not a ton. Really? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was awesome. Fun. It was really fun. This is what Brooklyn sounds like. This is what Bushwick mm. sounds like. This is what community radio sounds like. So again, thanks for all of your support and we hope that you will continue to support us monetarily or non-monetarily. And not only to mention, guys, you're letting artists and other people with great voices develop those voices and be able to get them out to the world. And I promise you the vast majority of these people you will hear about in not too short a time because there is a massive amount of talent here. And it is incredible that Radio Free Brooklyn gives us the opportunity to actually develop that. So if you guys yes. want to support that, please do. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. In the meantime, let's get started with this week's unpredictable edition of Lost and Rebound. Unpredictable!
because it is you here in the studio with me, Will, and not Jimmy, giving the context for what we're going to be talking about is important. Oh, um, yeah. And, and, and then there's... Is this a good Jimmy voice? Sure. Jimmy sounds like he's he he's uh, been copulating with like an old school boxer. Yes, or no? What are those like? Another voice box. Oh God! Jimmy had a voice box. Doing good to feel happy and horny. So terrible. Let's move on from that. On to the clips of the day. No, no, no. Build up for it first. The Danziger Zone was what I used to do when I was 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. It's the reason oh, why Lost and Rewound even exists in the first place. But more importantly... Can we give some context as to what the Danziger Zone was? Of course. The Danziger Zone was a recording series using tapes and a tape recorder recorded by Alan Danziger when he was in 5th, 6th, and even 7th grade. So there's all these tapes that still exist, and I have pulled. Holy from- shit! I'm sorry. I thought this was wait. You lit- this is the, the Danziger Zone is literally what you recorded of yourself in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we could have had so many more people here, but let's just start with one person because there's going to be so many opinions that fly about with all the clips that I have. And initially, when we were chatting uh, before the show, I had uh, before the recording. I, we had talked about what I was going to bring with you, uh, bring over to for you to hear, and I think I mentioned something like a best of, and I'm thinking to myself, no, dude, that does not work because mm. everything is a best of, and truthfully, there's so much that has been played over the course of now five years, mm. almost six years of Lost and Rewound as it's, it currently stands, that it's just it's impossible to even pinpoint one clip that could uh, even make that list. So that's why it's just better to pull from whatever I haven't played yet. Well, that would easily, I mean, I mean that would that. easily be a good six months of work to determine something that would even be within that hierarchy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm that's al- not... Yeah. I'm also really bad at self-anchorizing, I must admit. <laughs> I would really need some... That, I would need, that like... That is true, Elon, this- actually. You're, like, you're a good showman, but you don't, you're not the traditional, like... Check out how fucking awesome I am. Somebody needs to... Which I appreciate, I gotta say. I need a team of people who like me better than I like myself, and then they could look at the clips that are the best, and then we can go from there. I can't Mm. be the one to do that. Nah. Good call. Nah, nah, nah. (laughs) Not not my responsibility. I don't know what voice that was, but I was enjoying that a lot. Nah, nah, nah. He's gonna come back. It's not my my responsibility, man. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Well, we got a little bit of a surprise for you all today, because... The Danziger Zone came out in 1994. In the annals of early middle school. We're going to play some of the earlier, 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 like early, early clips of the Danziger Zone from like the first two or four tapes or so. Um, And just a few of them because our main event is even coming up later. And you have to stick around for that because that's going to be insane. Um, it's actually crazy and something that I never would have expected in a million fucking years having I, walked in the booth. I teased it to Will bef- before we hit the microphone, so he is aware of it. It is not <laughs> just some BuzzFeed. And you'll never guess what happened next. Who knew? None of that clickbait shit. Let's get on with the first clip. <laughs> I think I've actually played this. I think as it stands, I may have actually played this one before, but it's a short one and it's good context so that you can hear just how mousy Alon Danziger sounded at 11 years old. Here we go. Here I am again, in my room, Halloween is really fast, and guess what? I'm changing a lot. We're almost 11, 
P.S.O. Going to be eleven. I'm going to be eleven. Going to be eleven very soon. Man, I can't wait till I'm eleven. Then I'll be living what a decade plus one. <laughs> oh man, I am. I really, really can't wait. Ah oh, man, can you wait till you're eleven? Whoever's ten? Yeah, I bet you can't. You can't resist yourself. Oh my god, dude! That's literally like that's you on helium! That like the mannerisms are identical and it's just like slightly more sing-songy. That's hilarious, dude. I'm a decade plus one. Can a ten year wait to be eleven? I I think they can. That was very you. Okay, so when you turned ten, that was a big deal, right? Like honestly, I was believe it, and this is actually kind of ironic that you, or, or not ironic, but serendipitous that you're bringing this up. I was thinking about this last night. How, um, like one of my favorite, like, wow, she's not my favorite cousin. All of my cousins are my favorites. Yeah, come I on. love my cousins. Get out of here! All man. my little cousins are the shit, and I love them so fucking much. All of the cousins of Will Hasty are the best. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mimi is about to turn. She, she's sort of getting to the end of single digits, and so she's going to be turning ten. And I was trying, and I was thinking about like what I could do to make it a big deal. And I was thinking to myself, when I turned ten, my big sister said to me, oh, "Hey, double digits! It's the big deal now." And I was like, "Not really." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just. It didn't hit me, you know no. what I mean? It, because I felt the same, and it wasn't as if there was... Like, I was excited to become a teenager, mm -hmm. because then that I associated with agency and, and, like, being able to essentially do whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it wasn't as much of a big deal. But, dude, you were hyper-aware of it, and I gotta say, the use of the word decade plus one, I like that. Yeah. That I, is a that is both a um, precocious phrase and a and and catchy. So observant. What did you do for your 10th birthday? Do you remember? I don't remember. I, I don't. I, I'll tell you what I did for my eleventh birthday in one second. But I don't. Well, well, I don't know whether it was my tenth or eleventh. Okay. Do you remember what you did when you were for your eleventh birthday? Then? I think I did. Well, well, it was either my. I don't remember whether it was my tenth or eleventh birthday, and it even could have been a little bit later. But um, we took a bunch of my classmates, like everybody, to Six Flags. That's cool. It was easily one of the best birthdays I've ever had. Yeah. And that was pretty fucking. Nice I can now. recall uh, eleven being the year that we uh, went. It was like. Yeah, maybe about eight of us, nine of us. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't like a large group of people. Maybe it was double digits too for the most part, but mm -hmm. it was like parents and kids. And we went to this place called Just for Fun, which was an arcade that was in the mall right by the oh, movie theater. Awesome. Um, shout out to Nick Rothenry for helping me actually remember the name of it because I could not for the life of me remember the other arcade that was not cyber station oh my god um, this is this is such a throwback but and i haven't seen this guy in a couple of years but shout out to johnny gutman okay. for us picking me being the overprivileged little shit that i am um mom and dad got a got us a, a tour bus right or like yeah. rented a, a bus to get everybody there in the same vehicle oh boy and so johnny helped vote or essentially right it took, from my eyes helped even though it was me just sort of throwing movies up and helped rally us to watch die hard three mm -hmm. and it was the first time that my mom and dad, well, dad had seen it a million times. It was the first time mom had seen Die Hard 3, and she thought it was the best fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> the third Die Hard movie? Yes. It is actually a very good Die Hard. I, I would it, argue that it is significantly sure. better than Die Hard 2. Sure. Jeremy Irons, you know, robbing the Fed. Sam Jackson. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. All of it. All of it was good. So good.
that clip sounded very age appropriate, I think, for the most part. But I was also very much a tiny kid. So you can envision parted hair, buck teeth. Oh my god. I had an earring in my ear because What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? What at eleven years old? Why? Or ten years old? Now, 11 years old, man. I don't know. You had pierced ears? I had a pierced ear. Yes. There wasn't any fight from your parents. Mind you, you and I both lived fairly extraordinarily liberal lives with very accepting parents. There was a kid who already had a pierced ear, so I was totally... You weren't the the trendsetter. No, no. I was... I was like totally called out for getting one after somebody else got one. <laughs> Come on, man. I love it. In middle school, right? It's like you got it second, therefore we're gonna make it bad. Yeah. I mean, well, that's classic middle so, school. So I don't know if I'm chasing. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that I had a pierced ear, or maybe like that was me trying to overcompensate for the beginning of puberty. Dude, I put all shit that takes place for basically the ages of, let's say, 7 to 15, 16 in the, I'm just trying to figure myself out. I have no fucking clue what any of this means. I'm going to have random associations with whatever these big movements are, and it's only really meaningful to me, regardless of how the world interprets it. Precisely. My sister uh, got on the recorder quite a bit as well. I've never heard your sister's voice. I've never seen a picture of your sister. Oh, she was just here over the weekend. She was hanging out, uh, you know, getting some work done. We went to the beach on Sunday. It was, oh, no shit. It was, we went to uh, we went to Brighton Beach at first, and that was like, oh nope, God. big, big, big <laughs> mistake. So then we drove to uh, Jacob Reese, and it was much better. Reese Park is great. You know about the big medical waste spill, right? God damn it, dude. <laughs> Every single big goddamn beach in New York City is a cesspool of fucking disease. I give up. I can't be in New York for a fucking beach day. No, they closed that out literally. So I went to the beach two weekends ago, right? Not this past weekend, but the weekend before Mm -hmm. for my friend's birthday. Yeah. There was a, uh, like, we could not go in the ocean because a big tanker-sized ship had crashed, had run aground, and its cargo had ripped open, and it was basically, it was literally just like syringes and other medical waste. And so, like, you had these walls of, like, syringes just floating down the beach. Jeez. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hang out in the car with my sister and I. Let's do it. Hi, Bob. Hi. Would you like to tell these, these fine people what's just happened that I told you in the car? Semi-finalist in the spelling bee. That's right. You heard the way. That's right. It's something that in school I finally achieved. Uh, but else? All right. Um. God. I like a girl now, but I'm not telling you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Now we're gonna listen to my sister, but she's not gonna hold the recorder because she's stupid. Sarah, say, 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 say. Okay. Bye. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Eli. Look at what else. Oh, little, 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 little sister. That's annoying. Oh, hello. What a fine day. Well, I'm in first grade, and I'm seven. So, not. And I don't even have a crush on anybody. Isn't that nice? I don't have a crush on anybody, and my brother does it. I'll tell you who it is. Hey! Not. Yes, well, we're going to my song. driveway. Sing a song. Okay. Oh, big day, I'm so fancy. I'm so fancy. I'm so fancy. Brought to you by... Sarah. Brought to you by... Sarah's Hershey Kisses. Kisses. 
Kissy kisses. Oh, ma! Good boy. Hey, puppy lips. Well, hello. It's over. Bye. You gotta take with it. Sorry. But that's all. That's, that's right. all, Fox. Da, 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 da. That's right, Sam. Give it to me. Or I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna shoot you. Alright, wanna get out? Okay, bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow! I actually forgot about the spelling bee part of the beginning of that. Quarter. That's all. Okay, was that you or was that your sister? Well, uh, no, no. Mom, I mean, who had won the spelling? Who had gotten the semifinals? Twas I, evidently. Well done, sir. Uh, I wouldn't give it too much credit. I uh, certainly got far enough to get to that place, but then I had to spell something like automatic or something and spelled it incorrectly, which was like so stupid. I think hmm. I, I don't know. I, I it was something with like you auto. We're also or, ten. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Girl who I had a crush on named Amy um, was like evidently un well known enough by my sister that she was like, I know who you have a crush on. And I was like, no, does that? And it's just like, not. Nah. Being like super obnoxious. My sister yeah. was really, really like present and very bright for her age. Not to jump back to the cousins, but well, to totally jump back to the cousins. What amazed me was how noticeable at a very, very young age how much faster girls develop than boys mentally. I have three little cousins, Talia, yeah. Mimi, You didn't Michael. have a sibling growing up, but... I did. I had a little brother. You had a little brother. Okay. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. old is your brother? He's four years younger than me. Okay, so this yeah. was a four-year difference as well. But I was always the intellectual nerd, and he, especially in middle school and high school, associated with being the sort of dumb jock character. And he embraced that as sort of being like the black sheep of the family to sort of spurn uh, intellectualism in general. Sure. But like, you know, Mimi and Tal's... When they were two and three, they were trying to manipulate me. You know what I mean? Like, they were they were intelligent enough to get what they want through indirect beats, right? Axel, who is, you know, five, Axel at five is still not capable of doing that. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a dumb boy. Sure. <laughs> but nonetheless, I mean, she's she sounds incredibly precocious. And for a second, I oh, couldn't tell whether that was sure. you. I couldn't tell whether that was you pretending to be her but no uh, that was her and no, so yeah. you guys are i mean i can tell it's you even though the voices are, are is, is significantly different because of your mannerisms right yeah. because of the phrases you use which some of which you still use today she sounded almost identical to you just like a little bit more energy you yeah. know what i mean it's funny because she's um, been on the show before and she remembers none of really she remembers nothing she has a notoriously bad memory for anything that happened uh past a certain point in her life and for as bright and brilliant and creative as she is, uh, she does not remember one fucking thing from her childhood. <laughs> what does she do? She's a photographer and a, a you know an, an artist and mm -hmm. uh, you know director, and she does all sorts of uh, visual art stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think like when she sees photos and she hears things, she it jogs her memory, but she yeah. doesn't remember anything outright per se. Is she dyslexic? No, no, no. Because I'm terrifyingly dyslexic. I'm like, you know, 99th percentile worst cases. But the benefit of that is that I can remember a series of events in perfect order. And if I see a movie, if I see something audio or visually, I remember it basically verbatim forever. Yeah. But if I read something, I have to use a lot of effort. Well, would you say that you <clears throat> remember things better when you have the visuals versus when it's just the sounds? You've been on the show before to play. Believe it or not, I would actually argue the opposite. It's actually the sounds that trigger more effectively than images. Oh, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. So I think that might be the disconnect with Sarah, 
when we were hanging out for a family reunion that was happening earlier this month, got a chance to hang with her, and we were looking at these old videos that she had made for a friend that never made it to the friend, but she had made these, like, sort of uh, video letters, uh, you know, sort of, you know, saying, we miss you, Maya, kind of thing. Oh, like when she was a kid, or we're talking about Oh, when she was a kid. Okay. She was like, uh, I want to say she was about maybe 12, 13. That's really fucking sweet. Oh, she was so cute, dude. Her and, like, her friends were just, like, lip-syncing and dancing and, like, dressing up to the video camera that we had just gotten. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really... Look, I look so precious. That sounds that sounds precious as hell. But she if I was, those. but if I was the big brother in that situation, I would find that annoying as hell. <laughs> well, I think I might have been really sort of checked out uh, using the video camera at that mm-hmm. point because I, I was probably too busy acting and uh, looking at girls. Uh, so I wasn't really Makes looking sense. at you know using a video camera too much. Right on. <laughs> that's that said. Uh, <laughs> so my sister and her friends were, were using. That said, Elon's first homemade porno came out around oh, the time he was thirteen. Stop. You- <laughs> no way. I didn't even know what uh how to, how to like look up for porn, much less. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not sure I kind of did. No, what are you talking? About? Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding me? That's like what what's the line about thirteen year olds? Uh, there was there's a wonderful line from West Wing. That I think was actually a quote from Clinton, where he go, where, where like they're talking to the three major religious leaders of the East Coast, and they go, and and one of the you know religious leaders says, "We have to ban all types of contraception and sexual education. When a thirteen-year-old boy looks at pornography, his mind will turn to thoughts of lust." And the communications director responds, "If a thirteen-year-old looks at a lug wrench, his mind will turn to thoughts of lust." Look, this is how Alon Danziger looked at porn when he was in middle school. <laughs> he printed it out on the laser jet. Oh printer. my god! It, it must have been like celebrity oh porn, my or like god. fake celebrity porn, and I, I hid it underneath my bedside table, and it Bro, stayed there almost what? for years. What? Oh, I was a, I was a strict, and I mean strict, like. I'm only seeing this on the computer because the moment I clear the history, I'm good. Yeah. And I didn't know about clearing history till I was 15. It needed to be saved because there was no way that I was going to save Go it on the, the same process. Save it on the computer and then have someone find it. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, no, dude. I never saved anything on the computer. Once used, like, like as needed, use and then discard. Yeah. And so for me, it became kind of fun because every new search was like an adventure in and of itself. It was like, what am I going to find this time? <laughs> I think we should get away from talking about porn. Anyway. <laughs> we should likely move on to the next segment. So when we come back, we will. Uh, well, get... that said, the voices of both pre-adolescent you and your sister uh-huh. were both quite cute. So basically, the reason why we decided to talk about these is because it's a setup for what we're going to be hearing in the next segment. Uh, for a little bit. Uh, I don't want to tease it anymore. Will, you have now a little bit of a refresher course of just what the Danziger Zone's very basic uh, outline was. I just got to say, dude, that sounds like... It, that's it, Just hearing it, the, the level of fun you guys must have been having was terrifying. That seems so awesome. There's 50 tapes worth of that, so plenty more from the archives here on Lost Room Round, where that came from and where it went once it was brought back to the show. So when we come back, more... From the archives, Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free.
you want to listen to any of our past episodes of Lost and Rewound, lostandrewound.podomatic.com. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud and Spotify and iTunes. Uh, but if you, you know, want to download our episodes as opposed to just streaming them, I believe that Podomatic might be the easiest place to do that. Getting to the main event for today's episode, I oh, have yeah. to I have to reiterate that uh, I started recording in 1994, but <laughs> I had a tape that my parents had bought for me a long time before that. My parents totally promoted the idea to me about recording my voice and getting into the whole nature of just simply um putting your voice out there expression of voice you know how to uh your creative expression and using a tape recorder and uh, along with having a tape recorder to record my voice they also bought me lots of tapes to listen to i think that's pretty simple you know you have like the books on tape so you have the uh, like the Disney book, oh, and then you got dude. the tape, and they had to come with, and it came with a player, etc. Now, because, turn I, the page, bring. No, Jesus, dude, I'm so I'm jealous of that. I was because I was so dyslexic so early. Okay. I, um, audiobooks, and believe it or not, audiobooks became my lifeblood in um in high school and college. But um, because that was how I digested information. The only audiobook I ever had as a kid was a Star Trek Deep Space Nine spinoff book. Okay. Where everyone dies, and then a la Star Trek in a Deus Ex Machina way, they change everything back to the way it was at the very end of the book you know it's 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 very confusing it's true no no i love that shit because you can do terrible things you can wipe out everybody in the most horrific ways (laughs) and like have them go through these like you know earth-shattering moments where the characters finally express themselves and still kill them (laughs) and then it all goes back to normal in my hand i am holding fisher price's Discover a world of sound. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, when I saw this tape, I was like, "There's no way in hell that's what I think it is." But 19, it really is. 1980. It was Jesus. 1980. So I definitely sounds have, of the world, my friend. There, there is no way that I did not have this from an early age in the 80s. And unless Fisher Price just didn't bother making an update, um, we won't listen to the whole thing. We will definitely play excerpts. And, Wait, how long is the tape? Oh, not long. But I just feel. You know, Third time purposes because yeah. there's a whole other side but with we, stuff called and it says the Enziger Zone intro, which will that's be- amazing. That is amazing. Let's listen to the first side and uh, we'll- sounds of the world by Fisher Price. We're gonna have some thoughts about some of this. I imagine. You know there are lots of ways you can use your new Fisher Price tape recorder. When he was a child, my next guest used a tape recorder to learn to imitate all kinds of sounds, and he did them using just his mouth. He would practice by first recording his sounds and then playing them back to see if they sounded right. So now, without any further ado, let me introduce the man of a million noises, the Sound Man! Hello there, I'm the Sound Man, and I like to make all sorts of sounds with just my mouth. For example... You know, my favorite sounds are those of musical instruments. If you want to imitate a musical instrument, you first have to listen very carefully to the instrument itself and figure out what makes the sound of that instrument so special. The trumpet has a high, brassy sound. I'll imitate it for you. The trombone sounds a lot like the trumpet, only lower. Now the violin is very delicate and really high. (laughs) 
while the bass is low. And the saxophone has a soft sound. Well now, let me try something. I'm going to put all my mouth sounds together to form an entire orchestra. First, let me tune myself up. And now the sound man has recorded the sounds of 24 different instruments that he has imitated all by himself on 24 Fisher-Price tape recorders. Ladies and gentlemen, we proudly present the sound man playing chopsticks. <laughs> capability of that guy's voice but just that sort of fisher price norm of like here is some general information about the world that is empirically tested and known children learn you know like that like that has become a thing of the past we just heard fred newman aka the sound man doing aka skeeter aka skeeter aka pork chop and mr dink what yeah what that's amazing. I mean, amazing sound effects and uh, one of the seminal uh, voice actors of a generation. What else has he done? I'm cheating. I'm looking right now. He's done. Uh, he hosted Livewire, a children's talk show on Nickelodeon uh, in the early 80s. It also gave REM and Split Ends their first television ex um, experience. <laughs> exposure. Exposure, exactly. That's amazing. Uh, let's move on. Um if you're inspired at home, we would love to hear your. What? Yeah, man. That's my French one. Get jazzy with it. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> now, I'd like to present three very special ideas for using your Fisher Price tape recorder in ways you just might not have thought of yourself. Idea number one Why not record a letter on a blank cassette? and send it along to a friend or relative. Here, for example, is part of a recorded Granny Gram Christina sent to her grandmother just last week. Dear Grandma, today's my birthday and lots of my friends are here to help me celebrate. Idea number two. Do you play a musical instrument, take music lessons of any kind? You do? Then how about recording your greatest performances? 
Here, as an example, is a recording of me playing the violin. Idea number three. How about recording the sounds of nature? You can take your Fisher-Price tape recorder with you when you go hiking or the next time you go to the zoo. Here's a recording Christina and Jonathan made of a rattlesnake, an elephant, a lion, and a chimpanzee. Hey, Jonathan, listen. The rattlesnake is shaking its rattle. I'm not sure I want to ride that elephant. Boy, that lion sure sounds hungry. Hey, Christina, I think the chimps are trying to talk to Dad. You know, when you hear the sounds of things happening in a movie or on the radio or television, in many cases, those sounds aren't really what you think they are. Now, with Jonathan and Christina's help, I'd like to show you how to make your own stories come to life using materials you have right at home, like crinkling cellophane to imitate a forest fire. How's that? Or rapping on a table to imitate the noise of footsteps and someone knocking at the door. Slapping your hands against your legs to make the sound of a horse. Blowing into the microphone to imitate the sound of a great wind. Now, let's put them all together and make our story. Once upon a time, in days of old, a fruit peddler was selling her wares by the side of the road when a horseman galloped up beside her cart. He pulled his horse to a stop and cried, Whoa, there! The horseman spoke to the woman excitedly. You must hurry away with me, he said. A great forest fire is approaching, driven on by a strong wind. If you listen closely, you can hear the fire and the wind, even as I speak. Oh no, I cannot leave my fruit. That fire will fry the bananas. All of a sudden, the wind died down, but the fire continued to approach the horseman and the stubborn fruit peddler. Fruit peddler, please walk over to my horse, and I'll help you up and we can escape from the fire. There's not a moment to lose. I'm not walking anywhere, but if you'll stop drumming your fingers and blowing into the microphone, I'd like to talk to you about buying that lovely piece of cellophane you're crinkling. It'd be perfect for wrapping up the kumquat. Wait a minute. That's not what you're meant to say. It is, too. Besides, I like it, and that's what they told me. I don't like it. <laughs> yes, but I like it. Now, it now, now, now. Let's go on to the next subject. Dude, fuck you. That's so cool. I wish I'd had that as a kid. <laughs> No, seriously, I wish I'd had that as a kid. That is so cool. I, I won't. That was like, that's literally an instruction manual for how to tell the kind of stories that I didn't even learn how to do until I was, until I was like in my 20s. And then I went ahead and did a freaking irreverent, uh, you know, looking back at it retrospectively, an irreverent recording series that took none of these things into play. It's true, but nonetheless. Everybody it, did. Regardless, else, regardless, me. it gave you the freedom and the sense of agency to do that. That's great. Yeah. Poignant and helpful 
little instruction manual in audio form to tell me that recording any sounds is possible. Uh, and you know, do, and I, I think I was really inspired by like a lot of radio dramas too that uh, my parents were so kind enough to buy me for like a birthday present or something. I, I've mentioned this before on the show, like Spike Jones and the City Slickers, Jack Benny, Groucho Marx, George Burns and Gracie Allen, and a bunch of radio comedy from the 40s. And it's just amazing to hear all that stuff and hear the kind of uh, noises that are being made and how they're being made. And if anything, the only thing I really got from that was simply just learning about what comedy was back then. I mean, it shows what a shitty elitist that I am, because like I looked down on radio drama because I was like, old technology, never coming back. Not radio drama, radio comedy but even if it was radio comedy it was the sense of that radio was essentially on the way serialized out. radio programming yeah with serialized but i'm saying serialized anything using the technology of radio yeah was something or not necessarily radio but i didn't even put it in the same level as radio but audio mm-hmm. and solely within the audio medium was something that i looked down on because in a sense i think i was sort of a quintessential american when it comes to media right because what's the quintessential american thing you know, it used to be the great American novel, and now it's the great American film, right? You're the high point of art is to win an Academy Award with some, you know, massively seen, massively acclaimed big film. I mean, that shows my bias. I'd already looked down on audio dramas, even though, at least at a young age, I could understand how much easier they would be to produce and how much more of an approachable storytelling medium it was. But holy sh- I mean... That's great. Yeah. I just, I'm, I am, dude, I'm legit jealous. Like, that's, that's so cool. Well, I think there's a little bit left of this, and then we'll go to the next side. We at Discover a World of Sounds care about you and how you have fun with your Fisher Price tape recorder. That's why we want to suggest some additional ways to enjoy your recorder, like interview your friends and parents or make a new friend. Provide sports coverage of games and sports events at school or even at home. To make your own funny commercials. To provide background music for plays and puppet shows. To produce your own radio shows. And most important of all, to practice your foghorn imitation. Here is mine. Well, I certainly did um, one of those things. Holy shit. I did so, not make a foghorn impression. So the origins of Elon have now been revealed. Uh, sure. I mean, I think I've pretty much revealed a lot of it over the years, but this one's a pretty dumb phrase that I, Will Hasty, have just become aware of Elon's origin. <laughs> Will Hasty, <laughs> he's here in the studio with me this week, <laughs> and he is now getting the crash course of what he's missed over the last five years of Lost in Room. Quite literally. And what transpired was you, you know you mentioned uh what you could do if, if you want to you know play the side over again music or, or a puppet show <laughs> background music for, i love that <laughs> that's perfect um so instead of leaving the side blank i only eventually recorded on the next side can i get a time frame like years oh months? sure oh sure i wish i could tell you though because i haven't listened to this in years because it's Oh, One of the most embarrassing pieces. Man, this is easily. Yes. This is easily. Jimmy's gonna miss out because this is easily one of the best recordings I've ever made. If not for the fact that I refuse to listen to it until now, I have no idea what's on it, except for I think what I was trying. Wait to- a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Elon, you did not give this a listen before you brought it in. I know what it's on. I do not know when it was, but I can gotcha. I can assure you that it was recorded. After I started doing the Dansker Zone. 
the clips that I played you yeah. are older than this. Okay. So when I made this intro for the second side... <laughs> The intro. intro to the Danziger Zone made five years post to the beginning of the show. Pretty Enjoy. It, it, it was basically that. I don't know how many mo- months or a year or so. <laughs> it must have been a, or at least a year or two. Because I... There, but there's no... Ju- oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm about to say, my my voice is deliberately made to sound younger. So it's an intro that you made when you were in the midst of puberty. With your voice going all fucking over the place, and you're literally like, all right, well, I'm going to have to seem like a kid with the most, probably, well, what I'm assuming, will be the most identifiably, like, puberty-ish voice attempting to mimic his nine-year-old self to somehow bullshit the world into thinking that he did this intro when he was a kid. That's amazing. That, that, I mean, that's so that's so contrived, but it's wonderful. I, I, I have no idea what, how this is going to sound. Let's go for it, y'all. This is... Danziger's own introduction! Warning, warning, warning. Before you listen to the Danziger's own, make sure that you have the proper equipment. One, a tape player. This is how you use a tape player. For this, since I have a black one, this is what it looks like. What is, hey, the thing that makes you hear what, like, hear what's on the tape, original, or just the tape. Stop. To stop what? The tape. Yeah, stop the tape. Rewind. To rewind, to go backwards and, re- and review what you have taped. Fast forward. To go forward and forward more, to more than where you want to go. Pause. It is to stop for a short time. The mic. The mic is what you speak into. The speaker, what you hear into. Fast TV makes your voice go sound fast. Slow motion makes your makes your voice sound more slower and lower. The box tone. If it's high in, you you cannot record and you can hear better. Low tone, you can't you can't and you can but you can you can't hear it as well. The the timer times how much you're recording. When it goes to 999, it goes back to zero. The, um, the Q marker can, can do some weird stuff, like mark where, where something's gonna stop at certain times when you, when you pause. The pause. Pause is in between recording or playing. The mic sends. You can go to medium, high or low and so you can so they can show the tone in which you're you'll they'll hear you recording and finally record just you'll see a button right near play which is which has a red circle press that and you record but make sure that the tape is is recordable or else it won't be able to and always make sure there's enough room on the tape this has been a warning. On this introduction of the next episode. Rule number one don't say anything bad about the dance episode. Number two never record over any anything that I have recorded. Let's editing. Don't boss me around on what I should do for the zone. And number four make sure that you're saying something appropriate. 
And now, now we're gonna give you a little re recall on Dan's Zone. Before you hear this, I just want you to know that I am now in. I am now in. It's now 1996, and we are listening. You're going to be listening to the Dansker Zone. It all started when I was in fifth grade. It actually, actually, it started when I was a little kid. But you know, <laughs> I don't have to say that. But the series, you know, it's when you after this introduction, you're going to hear me from fifth grade to seventh grade, and um, that's probably going to that's going to be ninety three to ninety six. Yeah, I think. Well, probably it'll be in ninety six. Yeah, sort of. But um, I just want you to know that. Uh, this is after everything has happened. Just want you to know you are gonna. This is gonna have a lot of surprises. Here's a little demonstration of uh, what's gonna be happening. Oh, ah! <laughs> uh, looks like I've got myself. We just interrupt for one minute. <laughs> As you can hear, that's an example. Well, here's some more examples. Nice, nice punch. But oh, one more thing. Speak clearly and not that close to the lake. Speak like over here, mate, or you can speak over here, or you can speak over just like this. Okay, bye. Well, that's how the dance goes over this world will be like. That's right. It'll be weird. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Let's get up there. They don't want to keep you kids out of control. I don't even know what we're even listening to right now. So in the 1980s, Fisher Price put out a bunch of Fisher Price audio recording tapes to make kids learn how to record. Unfortunately, the responses upon returning to Fisher Price were so shitty and totally nonsensical that the Fisher Price hierarchy immediately killed themselves. Congratulations, Elon! You ruined Fisher Price. <laughs> what was hilarious about that, most weirdly, sort of like at least interesting from a from you know a, a psychological standpoint, is that you were sort of doing your own verbatim version of that, like. Here's the Fisher Price tape recorder, and this is how it works. Yeah, and it's sort of, and it seems that that just sort of came up unbidden, right? So it was clearly coming from something that was very ingrained. You're not self-aware yet, right? Like you're just expressing yourself, right? right. And so you're repeating things, and, and so it seems very sort of like free and precocious. Here, you're very clearly hyper-aware. You know what I mean? You may not be. Yeah, accurate. but I'm only talking about the actual tape recorder that I'm using. So I guess in context. It doesn't make sense, but it's pretty hilarious how, like, you're hearing this kid try and describe who, at this time, should have no problem right. in his pre-ADD medication uh, <laughs> post-Woodstock Elementary, so definitely in the height of puberty, 13, yeah. like almost 13 years old. Yeah, yeah. No, I was 13. I was absolutely 13. I wasn't 14 yet, but I was 13 years old and, like, trying to describe a tape recorder and doing it with the utmost stammering you're clearly worrying about every phrase you're saying but yeah. then you're still rolling with it i've never changed eli that is such bullshit ah! <laughs> high five if you played those two clips side by side and i didn't know it was you i wouldn't have known the second clip was you
I would yeah. assumed it wasn't because it's such a clearly different version of you. Like, unless you had told me, I wouldn't have known. Or unless he hadn't said, Dan Zinger's own intro, you know, that is a reflection of a unique developmental point in your life. And so what's so interesting is that it, it's a medium you've kind of lived in for a while. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. The only and lived in so much as is that uh, I was behind a tape recorder and couldn't even socialize properly. As is, <laughs> as is much evidenced uh, over the course of you this. You, Tom Bian, my friend, except with me, it was just my left hand and my penis. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, that came later. Uh, <laughs> I thought that what we were going to be listening to was me pretending to have a different voice and <laughs> that's exactly what i thought too. well i think it might be coming up i don't know if it, it has shown up yet but we'll see okay. we'll see the element of their introduction is to um you know uh you know express with with this really with these really cool recordings of the dance zone now when the come dance zone comes i already named it it's called boring and cool which brings up a good topic because most of the topic, most of the titles of the, of the um, volumes are very, very witty. The titles of the tapes are very witty. Some of the specials, some of the music, and a lot, some of a lot of stuff. Some of in different places. You know, it's gonna be cool. What? Someone is included. I don't know what that was, but it was weird. Hmm. You know, another thing about this is that you get to hear friends on here. Yep. And the good thing about it is that you get to hear mom fast and slow. That's right, the little thing on the bottom that. We are great! I don't know what it was supposed to be. It was a mishmash of everything in this intro, if you will. I guess it was, if anything, a proper intro, albeit recorded uh, after the fact, after the, sh the series had already been completed, as it sounds like, because mm -hmm. I was recording it from the future and <laughs> editing myself to try and make myself sound just a slightly modicum more cool than I already I mean, just I the concept, wasn't. that's so cool. I mean, so this is Elon, and now we thought of himself as a teenager. Now reading Watchmen, one of the most critically acclaimed novels of all time. Oh, wait, I can't show that I'm reading Watchmen. It's too, it's too dirty. I hear you, man. Uh, we have to get out of here in a little bit. And, um, you know, this talking about having a recording series when you're a kid, mm -hmm. um, it kind of ties into this really well because uh, here we, we hear at RFB, 
are proud to announce that we have been partially funded to start an after-school program for local teenagers in 2019. Hells yeah. The caveat is, is that our grant will only pay for so much. So we still have a long way to go to make sure this dream becomes a reality. You know where we're going with this. Listen, this after-school program is going to allow teens from Brooklyn area schools to learn about media and media making. None of this tape stuff, <laughs> because there's more technology better than, than just tapes. Um, we go real to real here at Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> they get to learn about media and media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals, professionals currently working in radio and journalism. With um, actual exactly, modern technology. Exactly. Each participant will create their own radio show that will air on Radio Free Brooklyn on a new dedicated stream. So we'd love for you, our dedicated listeners, to help make this program happen by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash after school. Read more about the program. Donate whatever you can afford. Remember, again, as I said up on top of the show, we are a 501c3 non-for-profit community organization and your donations are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that URL is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash afterschool. Thank you so much for your support, and thank you for listening to Lost and Rewound this week on Radio Free Brooklyn. My name is Alon. And I'm Will Hasty. Have a lovely Labor Day weekend. Okay, well first off, yeah, yeah, awesome. I mean I mean I mean the very thing Whoa Okay, I'm here. What? Wait a minute, hold on. Somebody coming up the stairs? Oh shit, son! Get the fuck out! Run! <laughs>